Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there. Are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Welcome to another episode of Champions of Change, Shattering Ceilings in Sports, where each week we spotlight the women and non-binary people making a difference in the sports world, both on and off the field. Every Friday, hear how athletes, marketers, creators, and executives are breaking down barriers and changing the game forever. I'm your host, Adweek Senior TV reporter Molly Cahillain, covering all things streaming, connected TV, and sports media. We've got a ton to talk about today, and it's been a really busy week in the basketball world, with the women's Sweet 16 and Elite 8 bringing in record viewership numbers for ESPN. The matchup between Iowa and Louisville on Sunday had 2.7 million viewers, which is more than any NBA game on ESPN this season. I'm actually out in Dallas for the Final Four and Championship this weekend, and I am so excited for tonight's game between South Carolina and Iowa, which is expected to shatter viewership records. It's almost like if you build it and make it accessible, they will come. And speaking of investing in women... Today, I am joined by the fantastic Kelsey Trainer. She wears many hats, but some of them include entertainment lawyer, producer, writer, and founder of Invest in Women. She's currently the Vice President of Business and Legal Affairs at Gaming Society. And we have so much we want to talk about, but first of all, Kelsey, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I was very excited for this conversation. No, I'm so excited too. After like months of just shooting the shit on Twitter, I'm excited to like actually get to talk to you and get to know you and what's going on. Same here. Um... Yeah. So, okay. First of all, I am wearing my Invest in Women sweatshirt. Like, you guys can't see it, but it's really cool. Um, actually, I'm, I'm rocking the crew neck. I highly recommend. But can you tell us about the Invest in Women brand? Like, what was the inspiration behind it, and how have you built it into the success it is? So the fun the fun story behind Invest in Women is that it all pretty much started from a tweet, um, which I feel like is the story of a lot of really cool things that have happened to me in life. 
Um, you know, as you know, Ali, I am on social media for better or for worse. People listen or they don't to what I have to say uh, in the women's sports space, the law, entertainment, et cetera. Um, I follow along with women's sports so much. I see all of the inequities that exist all of the time. And I just felt that there were so many things that we could be doing. Um, and so invest, pay, hire kind of came from that. I really wanted actual tangible things that could be happening um, invest in women the same way that men are invested in pay women, the U S women's national team equal pay lawsuit was going on at the time. Um, it really seems as like a simple thing. Uh, but turns out, uh, there's so many people opposed to women getting paid. Um, and then hire women again, like when you looked at the WNBA, the NWSL at the time, these women's sports leagues, you had like almost no women head coaches and it just didn't seem right to me. Um, and so that was kind of the inspiration behind it. And the story of how it actually got made was Erin Kane. She's a, a sports agent for uh, many WNBA players, women athletes, Ari Chambers. Um, and she connected me to this guy named Luke Bonner. Luke played basketball. His brother, Matt, played for the Spurs. His sister, Becky, is down in Orlando in the front office. Um, and he connected, she connected me to him. And he had an athlete to consumer marketplace I said I wanted to do this, this merch, and he goes, we've never done it without an athlete, right? I mean, the founding members of Power Forward, his company, were Sue Bird and Taco Fall, and um, you had Crystal Dunn. You had so many amazing athletes, men and women, on there. Um, but he took the chance, and he said, sure, like, let's give it a shot. Um, and we did it, and we put it out, and it did really well kind of to start. And you know, we sent it to the likes of like Sarah Spain and, and a bunch of people that kind of influential in the space. And it, it, it did great. Um, but actually the thing that took off was when uh, somebody on the Trailblazers wore it into a game. And uh, the photographer, social media person for the team actually is a women's sports fan and she's a woman. And she captured it, posted it on the team account and it took off. And CJ McCollum tweeted out like, oh my God, where did you get this? I'm going to buy 10. He ended up buying 10, tweeting out his receipt. Um, and like that day we did like an insane number um, in sales. And since then it's just been like evergreen in terms of like merch. It pops off on, on athletes and, um, you know, actors, et cetera, all the time. Um, but now it's really about pushing it forward so that it's an actual, you know, movement. And there's, you know, actual investment in women. The, the proceeds originally went to Black Girl Hockey Club, which was to get young um, black girls and women involved in hockey uh, since the sport is um, historically less inclusive. And then it also went to Athlete Ally uh, to combat all of the anti-LGBTQ plus um, and anti-trans legislation going on. So that's kind of the long story short in a nutshell. No, I love that. And I mean, as I was saying to you, I can't go out in this sweatshirt without somebody stopping me and asking me where I got it. Like whether it's at a plane, whether it's a cubbyhole, like somebody is always asking me about where on earth I got this sweatshirt. Um, so we've talked about inclusivity and like how, and like th that goes hand in hand with Invest in Women, right? So how did you create such an inclusive brand? And then what do you have coming up? I think, you know, listen, first of all, I, I'm not going to ever pretend to be the smartest person in, in any room. Um, and so for me, being inclusive means listening, learning. Uh, there's, you know, the likes of Erica Ayala, who runs Black Rosie Media. I learned so much from her. I read what she writes. Um, uh, Katie Barnes, right? Just people in the space, whether it's women's sports or sports, who 
are out there putting in the work, have expertise and experience. So those are the folks that I listen to so that I can become more educated. Um, and then through that, you know, there's so much going on, not, not just in the country, but across the world. Um, obviously anti-women, right? I mean, that's historically <laughs> been the case. Um, anti, you know, LGBTQ plus community. Um, and so much, so much noise around, um, you know, trans women and trans athletes not competing in sport. Um, and so just seeing so much of that and understanding, like you said, to the point, like this message and it resonates with so many people. Um, at some point you have to take a position, right? Like, where do you stand? And it makes me sad to see some of these people who were so in, instrumental in women's sports and, and growing it and what they fought against, right? Discrimination, people not giving them a place. And it's, it's sport, right? Like it's a, it's a global message, but sport is my vehicle on how I kind of get this message across. Um, and so, you know, at the end of the day, like if you don't believe that trans women are women, uh, then, then my shirt is not the space for you. Um, and that's just what it came down to. Um, and, and, you know, there's some people who won't buy it or won't wear it because that's the case. And I'm thrilled with that. I, I don't want you wearing this message if you are going to be the type of person who is so um, exclusive and, and hateful. Um, and so that's been the cool thing. And I've actually partnered with um, the Human Rights Campaign, which is the nation's largest LGBTQ plus civil rights organization. Um, there's so cool, exciting. Yeah, there's there's a cool story kind of like how the how it came to be, but um, they're doing so much across the country to like fight these legis um, these legislatures um, and all of the gender affirming healthcare sports. Like, there's so much going on in HRC. They're the people again who who have the expertise, um, and so it just made sense that we do this HRC Invest in Women kind of swag campaign to get the message out there. And and the cool part is that some the one of the t-shirts and, and, and crew necks are going to be in the colors of the trans flag. Um, and so that was super important for all of us to get that message out there. All right. I already have too many crew necks, but it sounds like I really need another one. Um, and you can't say that there's a cool story on how it came to be and then not tell it. So the cool story is I, I grew up hooping. I grew up playing basketball. Um, oh, hell and, yeah, you did. <laughs> and I played in this uh, this AU uh, team called Fencor and, you know, Elena Deladon, Caroline Doty, a lot of uh, women's basketball, uh, you know, good names have played there too. And my friend Chantel, we both played for years. We won, came in like second in like a championship together in the nation. And she works for HRC. And she's always been a fan of the merch. Um, and we both obviously grew up to be kind of little queer babies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so when we connected again, it was just, she loved it. She's like, I want to bring this to my team. I want to do this for Women's History Month and then beyond. Um, and so it was just like, cool. It's, you know, again, invest, pay, hire is so much bigger than sport, but sport is just, it's what I know. It's also like a microcosm of society. So it's really cool just kind of how sport brought it together. And listen, hopefully it's going to have real impact and make real money and effectuate change. Like that is the most important thing to me. I'm so excited to see this merch. I mean, you've sent me the mock-ups, but I'm like so excited to actually see it. 
Um, and then, okay, so you run Invest in Women, which is basically a full-time job, but you have another full-time job. So can we talk about Gaming Society? Can you tell us like a little bit about the company and then why is it important to have a betting space for women's sports? Yeah, so Gaming Society, um, you know, it, at, at its current juncture, we are a media company and a gamification platform um, with a massive emphasis on women's sports. We license Bet on Women from the um, WNBA, the Players Association, and it's a way. There's so much money being spent by the sports books, right? The marketing budgets mm-hmm. and betting and uh, and gaming. And as as per usual, women's sports is really never included in that massive budget and that um, massive promotion. And so our role is to change that um, by we did the first of its kind uh, WNBA predictor game in partnership with the the WNBA and the Players Association. Uh, We did a predictor game for the NWSL championship. And like quite literally, we are investing in women, right? Like this is putting our our money where our mouths are and – talking to these sports books, like, you know, if if no one, no one has to bet, no one has to want to bet, but there's a massive market for it. And there's no opportunity for people to even go out and place a bet on, you know, women's sports. It's just, it's not there out of sight, out of mind. Um, and so then you, they make the argument of like, oh, well, no one's betting on it. Right. But it's like to even try to bet on it, uh, you have to run through hoops, you know, jump out the window, down the slide and, and, and through the roof. So they make it impossible Um, and and we're just, we're working to change that through really cool storytelling content and education to the sports books. Yeah. You guys are doing some great work. And can I just say that I play the WNBA predictor game and I have never won and I don't love that for me. We got to get you, we got to get you a win. We're doing it again this season for the entire season, which is going to be awesome. Uh, Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. Last year we did it just towards the end of the year. Uh, and this year it's going to be for the entire season. And again, like it's not something you have to sit and play every day, but the idea of like how gaming is and, and betting can be social, right? It can be interactive and engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many options in men's sports. There's fantasy, there's betting on the top of the page. Like women's sports just does not have anything close to that. So uh, we're working to build it and, and obviously, hopefully Molly gets a, gets a win soon. We're manifesting that for you, please. <laughs> Um, Yeah, but to your point, there isn't really the opportunity. And like you guys are doing really important work at Gaming Society. And you're starting to see it happen in other places too. Like ESPN now has WNBA Fantasy. It's the first time there's been a league-long fantasy opportunity for women. I will say I won that league. I run it and I won it. So we're going to go with that. I don't know. It seems a little sketchy if you run it and you won it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Excuse me. Actually, I have a spot open this season. If you want to join, I'll beat you. I'm super available. So... Fantastic. Cool. Uh, my team was named Sloot There It Is, which is even more applicable now that she's coming to New York. So anyways, um, so we, you mentioned this a little bit, but like, why do you think that in-house sport books are continuing to ignore women's sports when it's clear the demand is there? So like, we've got March Madness, the Women's College World Series, the WNBA Finals. Like, Why are the major sports books not taking advantage of the opportunity? That is... Um there's a few answers and I also have a, a few theories on it, right? One is the traditional like chicken, you know, egg scenario, right? What comes first? Is it investment? Is it coverage? Is it showing it? Do you need to prove out that there's an audience or if you put it out there, will there be an audience, right? So that's one one reason. Um, you know, traditionally the people who are making decisions, um, 
whether it's the people who control the pocketbooks or who control the decision of what gets done, um, in a lot of spaces that is still white men who have not advanced enough yet to, um, to really care or understand women's sports. Right. Um, and they're operating from a totally antiquated, um, thought process of, of women and women's sports and women athletes. Um, so that's that th- to me, those are kind of the two major things. And then lastly, data, right? Like again, women's sports is so behind for, you know, a number of reasons, right? We're not going to put it on women's sports, uh, for being banned in England for 50 years. Right. Um, so there's a lack of data and you need data, uh, to make the lines and odds. So No, I think that's really important too. And then this is something I've had like a lot of conversations with about a lot of different people. Like if you build it, they will come, but there's been so many obstacles for women's sports over the past, like you said, banned in England for 50 years. And now look at the lionesses, like they're rocking it. They're very competitive with the US. Like, I can't, sorry, this can be an entire separate podcast. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating and, and it's so common sense. And I think there's like this TikTok I saw, um, I forget what it was about, but they were saying like, well, women's sports doesn't make money, right? And it's like, ever the person just keeps asking the question, why, right? Well, because they're, you know, there's no one's watching. Why, right? And if you get to the bottom of all of the whys, like, right, if you actually truly understand the history and the business perspective of it, right, a lot of times it's going to come down to like straight misogyny, right? Like that's, and history, history, like where women just didn't have rights, right? We couldn't get credit cards mm-hmm. or, or, or have a mortgage of our own, right? For, for a very long time until, uh, you know, you know, again, I think it was what the seventies or the eighties. So it's like, it's, it's not a fair fight. We're playing a baseball game and men are on second base and we're in the parking lot. So you can't applaud them for all the runs they're scoring when we're not even in the stadium. Um, so that's, that's a sports reference for, <laughs> no I love I love that analogy because it's so true I mean if you look at the history of women's sports leagues just in the U.S. like the NWSL is entering its 12th season I want to say maybe 11 I I will fact check that (laughs) (laughs) Um, but that's after two failed leagues because the investment wasn't there but if you look at the 99 World Cup like it's there people care and then the WNBA is in it is coming into its 27th and I don't, I don't want to hear, well, it doesn't make money. Nobody watches. First of all, it has a, averages 100,000 more viewers than Major League Soccer does and has like a quarter of the media investment behind it. Uh, and so I, can, I literally can get on my soapbox about this. But the, w, uh, the NBA is triple the age. Like, the, and, NBA, and NBA, like, the, 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 the teams at the lower end of the NBA also don't make money, right? That's why there's like a rev distribution for the top teams that do make money to the ones that are in the red. Also, like sports business 101, most sports teams do not make money, right? The goal a lot of times is for very, very wealthy people to have very good, uh, you know, tax uh, <laughs> pass through. Um, and so it's, it's so odd to me how just like typical business – um, acumen of like, you know, the higher the investment, the higher return, it gets lost on women's sports, right? Like anything else, mm-hmm. you're going to keep throwing money into the XFL. And, and this is not a knock to men's sports. It's, it's not, it's just understanding that the, the economics of sports business is very different from the economics of other traditional business. And for the most part, it is 
insane investment over a long period of time has the potential to yield you very high returns. Um, again, it's so simple. And it for some reason, when you add the women in there, um, you, people can't seem to understand it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Their brain's like short circuit. Yeah. It's very simple. You should invest in women. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Couldn't help it. Okay. Um, okay. So I want to stick with the WNBA for a little bit. You grew up hooping. So fun. Um, I had to quit basketball after eighth grade because as much as I loved it, I was very bad at it. <laughs> so now I just very much enjoy being on the sidelines. But so I want your legal advice talking about the WNBA. So we know the media rights deal is up in 2025. I've covered that. Many other journalists have covered it. Kathy Engelbert, the WNBA commissioner, has made it very clear she wants a bigger package. She wants to run with the big boys. If you were going to handle these media rights negotiations, what number would you go for? Ooh. <laughs> um, I'm not going to put a number on it, but I, I do have some kind of thought and strategy with it. I think that in order, if, I would say if the WNBA was at the NBA's age, right, and, and popularity, I would be very willing to go the highest number. I don't care if it's streaming, behind paid, whatever, right? Women's sports and the WNBA specifically, um, it's still an education piece on like what this league, what these players and what these teams are. And to me, right, the, the best form of education is just accessibility, right? Is to just have it available to view. Like I always say, like you're never going to stumble upon women's sports because it's so hard to find. Um, and so I would say there's kind of a balance of weighing, sure, can you get this massive number from maybe a streaming or a, you know, a subscription platform? Yeah. And, and, and that might be something that you consider because the, the number is so high. Uh, but I would really consider, you know, having it to be on cable, right? Having it be on linear where, you know, it's on three, six or 10, right? Where you can be scrolling through, you know, your channels on, on people that still have 
um, uh, cable and just stumble upon it. Um, to me, that's so important and you're still going to get, the number's still going to be high, uh, cause the, the, the number, the data is there. Like you, you can't deny it at this point. Um, but I do think there's a really, it's super important to weigh, like you don't want to be going behind like three paywalls or I need to enter five passwords just to watch a WNBA game. It's just not gonna, there's a reason why the most popular sporting events are on, you know, the Foxes, the NBCs, the ABCs, right? It's because they're so easily accessible. Um, so that would be probably my number one point going in. I completely agree with you. And I mean, look at what just happened with South Carolina versus LSU, the women's game. It was 1.6 million people watched, and that was going up against the Super Bowl uh, pregame show. Right. Like, if you put it on TV, people want to watch it. It's like the so shrug emoji. It's like, turns out, like, it's it's not that hard. It's, the the, the it's formula is there. We just choose uh, – there's higher-ups that choose uh, not to follow it for a number of different reasons, um, and none of them uh, seem to make business sense because they will put uh, cornhole on primetime television. Um, oh, so. don't even get me started on the cornhole. <laughs> When Cornhole is on ESPN and there's like a great game on ESPN 3, I'm like, really, guys? ESPN, don't listen to this. I love you guys. You're great. I love, <laughs> love you, ESPN. <laughs> uh, no, it's, 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 a tough, it's a tough pill to swallow. And, and listen, at every one of these places, there are people, men and women, who are advocating, who are putting in the work, who are you know negotiating, saying, I have this brand and sponsor that – will not come in unless you're putting this money to women's sports. And I know we've talked a little bit before this about Andrea Brimmer and Ally, but like that's what they're doing. Um, and so that's what that's what it's going to take to to actually change the game from the likes of ESPN, ABC, NBC, et cetera. That, that's something that we really need. Yeah. Um, Andrea was actually just on the podcast last week um, and something they just did that is really cool. Like what I've always said is like there are brands that walk the walk or talk the talk and brands that walk the walk. Ally and Andrea Brimmer are a brand that walk the walk. Like did you see their um, investment deal with Disney? Yes. Um, yeah. So what they're doing is 90% they did a big sponsorship package with Disney with ESPN. 90% of their investment is in women's sports with the remaining remaining 10% going into men's. So that's co the complete opposite of nearly every media package out there. And that's what we need to see more of, I feel like. I, I think I tweeted it. Like, and, and big fan of, of her. Like, Ally actually invests in women. So... Let's let's talk, Andrea. Let's see what we can get going here. With <laughs> you hear that, Andrea? Kelsey wants to chat. Um, okay, so listen. I am as like I, I cover sports, obviously, and I host this podcast. But I am a TV reporter at my core, so I am really curious about your entertainment law background. I know you work with CBS and Blue Bloods. How did you move from entertainment law and television into launching your own business? My path is very interesting. I would say I have taken a few different leaps. So I was practicing law in Philadelphia. That's where I'm from. And I was like in like the corporate insurance insolvency world, right? So far off from entertainment. Um, and I had a friend who I had met through social media, um, who was the executive producer and director of the TV show Blue Bloods on CBS. Um, at the time it had been on for like eight or nine seasons. So, you know, as far as TV show goes, that's, that's a well-oiled machine. Um, and he said, come work for me. Um, my assistant, I, he just got another job and I'll put you in every boardroom, every meeting, introduce you to every single person I possibly can. Like you've been adjacent to the entertainment industry, but you haven't been in it. 
So I did. I left the law entirely. I went from having an assistant to being one. I, I got his coffee. I roll up, you know, move up to New York, go into Brooklyn and, and you know, have my, my law degree in my back pocket and a coffee and the car keys in my other pocket to bring to my boss. Um, but to his kind of credit, he did. He, he introduced me to everyone. And through there and just kind of getting that crash course in entertainment, production, development, um, I was able to see everything. I met people, you know, Donnie Wahlberg got to bring some uh, Eagles players up to uh, set and introduce them to Donnie Wahlberg right after the Eagles beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. So my little Philadelphia heart was was thrilled. Um, so and, and through that, like I've always played sports. I've always been interested. Um, and I went from Blue Bloods to Abrams Media, which is um, – it's like a media company, but there, we had production, television, uh, book publishing, websites, et cetera. Um, and kind of convinced my boss, I might've fibbed a little bit about what I was going to be doing, um, to let me write for one of his websites and do a podcast. Um, and it was called calling game and it was really about calling game on the media bias of, in, of women in sports. And I love that. The, the first guest I got to have on was uh, Jay Billis and literally cold emailed him while he was on ESPN in New York and got a response during the commercial break saying, sure, I'll come up to your studio uh, today. And no I had, yeah, I had not even told my boss yet that I was doing this. So I had to go and ask if I could use the studio and all this other stuff. Um, but again, like in, and Jay has since then, he's been an incredible advocate, friend, ally, all that fun stuff. Got to interview Muffin McGraw, Rebecca Lobo, Julie Foudy, Christine Lilly, like just people that I've always looked up to and got to put them on this website that had a very large audience. I mean, the comments were horrible, but at least it, it was out there. Never um, read the comments. Never, never read the comments. And then, yeah, just from there, I mean, that's, I also then worked, um, I was legal counsel for a lot of our production. So our, our clearances and production agreements, all that stuff. We had a bunch of shows on like A&E and Hulu and Netflix and Lifetime. Um, so it, it was just fun. I, I, As a lawyer back in Philadelphia, I felt like I lacked creativity and getting into the entertainment space, learning the production and development side of things felt like I could be a bit creative. And then obviously being able to write and host and uh, give my opinion for, for better or for worse uh, was super cool for me. That's such an interesting story. And just like to think that it started from a social media connection on Twitter. Okay. So Kelsey, you call yourself the Kevin Bacon of Twitter. Tell me why. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. I was out with someone who coined that name for me. And I also happened to also be out with Sue Bird at the same time. Um, Oh, casual. (laughs) No. And it's, it's kind of that. It's like, I've been in so many different spaces and I'm a very social person. Um, So it would happen a few times where people would message me or text me or people I knew in real life or not. And just be like, I was this place. And they all talk about this Kelsey trainer person. Like, who is she? Or I know her stuff like that. Um, it's always like, I, I, I equate it to like, I got a guy, right? Like that's kind (laughs) of how it came to be is like when someone would ask me for something like, Oh, I know them. Or I got this person. I'll, I'll connect you and hook this up. Um, so it just kind of came to be that. And then I think the day like Sophia Bush followed me, I was like, okay, I, I am Kevin Bacon. No one can touch me now. And One Tree Hill, my like 90s self is like, we're, we're good. We are, we've made it. 
You are absolutely invincible now with that Sophia Bush follow. There's nothing that can top that. Uh, Aside from very recently, Hillary Burton. I feel like I'm almost at the trifecta, but Bethany Joy Lins is not on Twitter, so. (laughs) All right, well, we've got to change that. (laughs) Uh, You need that triple crown. Yeah. Um, So, Kelsey, like, you've, like, mentioned it a little bit, too, with, like, with your Twitter, with, um, like, with invest in women with gaming society. How do you go about building a brand and what advice would you give to people who are trying to do something similar? Um, A few things. I've bullet pointed these in the past. One of them is like, you've got to be yourself, right? You can be a version of yourself. Like you don't have to share everything with everyone. Um, But whatever you're putting out there, you have to care about because authenticity shows. If you're not, if you're not about that life, right? People are going to see that. Um, and even if you have short-lived success, right, at the end of the day, if you're really not into it or if you're not showing who you truly are or what you care about, um, it's never going to resonate with people. Um, and the other part I think is too, is like be human. Um, social media, I was very, I've been on it, I think since law school and I was very conscious, right, that I was trying to be a lawyer. I'm trying to be a professional human being, right? And, and you know, not post pictures of me partying with friends or anything like that. Um, but at the same time, one of my favorite things when I talk to anybody in the business space is connecting with them on a human level, right? Do you play guitar? Oh, you like to surf. So it was just also showcasing probably about 30% of stuff I did professionally. And the rest of it was just like, who I am, my interests. I love pizza. I love donuts. I love dogs and I love the beach. Um, and that's going to bring people who one are like interested in the stuff I'm doing professionally, but then it's going to keep them because they're seeing dog pictures and pizza pictures. So, you know, I don't know if the recipe to success is like, you know, work, pizza and donuts, but you could probably, uh, you could probably say that. (laughs) Work, pizza, donuts. I love that. Follow Kelsey for pizza and dog pics. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then, Kelsey, how do you think people can best be an ally to women and non-binary people who are trying to get into sports? Um, I would say instead of being an ally or an advocate, be an accomplice. Um, be in the fight. Don't be on the sidelines cheering us on, right? That's great. Uh, but get your hands dirty. You know, if, if we're running out, running down the street to, you know, kind of commit a crime or, or do something like join in, uh, be a part of it in order to make change. Because if you're going to stand on the sidelines, it means you're not willing to sacrifice. Um, and we need people who you don't have to sacrifice a lot. You don't have to sacrifice all of yourself, but we need people who are willing to sacrifice and give up the status quo in order to make change. Um, and so, to me, that's the most important thing you can do is get your hands dirty, speak up. There's so many environments where, whether it's work, sports, whatever, like women feel like they can't speak up, right? Whether that's society, history, you know, whatever. Um, if you're, if you're a woman who's in a more powerful position, if you're a man, what, like get in there, try to do the right thing and try to speak up for people who are being wronged or being discriminated against. Um, it's hard and, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say I do it perfectly, um, but try. Like, just get, just try. It, it matters, and that's actually how we're going to make change. I want that, like, transcribed and, like, hung on my wall. I love that. Um, 
And I think that's probably the perfect place to end on. So Kelsey, thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank you, Molly. I'm, I'm happy to, to chat women's sports, television, food, any time that you'd like. Sounds fantastic. Thank you for listening to Champions of Change, Shattering Ceilings in Sports, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Amanda Sickler, executive produced by Al Manorino and John Hale, and edited by Lane McGibbony at Outwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, shoot us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.